0: This is The Dirty on 30, a podcast that spills the tea on everything 30s. Join your hosts, Melissa and Anna, as they dish on life, relationships, and whatever else they can think of.
1: Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Dirty on 30. My name is Melissa. And I am Anna. And this week we are going to be talking a little bit about food. And cooking, but just food in general. Yes. So we're going to start with this article that I read, and it's probably, you know, a couple months behind the times. (laughs) But it's an article that I read about an anti-food waste campaign and law in China, where they're promoting it as this big nationalism push that everybody should avoid food waste and it will be more environmentally friendly and it will help with food insecurity in the country and it will help with making sure they have a stable food supply for their whole country without having to rely on, you know, imported food from other countries. And it's this big, big push that they're doing. And and all of that sounds lovely. It really does. Yeah, but what it, it comes does. down to is that originally they started this as just more of like a propaganda campaign clear your plate, don't waste food kind of thing. But now what they have is they have actual food waste laws. And these laws are aimed at things like like restaurants, cafeterias, things like that, where the law actually prohibits you from ordering too much food at a restaurant or wasting food at a restaurant. Like you can't... At the end of the night. Right. You can't leave too much food behind or you'll get fined. Yeah. Like, actually fined. Like, a significant fine. Like, $2,000 Yeah, for not clearing your plate at a restaurant. That's crazy. So, part of the what the article talked about is that there's this law about food waste. And not just about food waste. It also bans... There's a popular style of YouTube celebrity in <laughs> China where what they do... All they do on their channel is eat, you know, eat food, show you good food, eat food with you. You can watch along, you can eat along, you can get recommendations for restaurants and things. Yeah. So those YouTube channels have also been banned now. You can no longer be a food celebrity because, because it says that a lot of those food celebrities, you know, use camera tricks to, to make it seem like they ate all the food when they didn't really Or they do actually eat all the food, but then they vomit it all up afterwards.
0: That's still waste. (laughs) Right? Still wasted food. Yeah.
1: So that's fine. Again, I I don't really, my personal career isn't being a YouTube super eater. So that doesn't really affect (laughs) me. But, and I guess none of this affects me because it's in China. But for me, what baffled me are, (laughs) is the restaurant laws about overeating and food waste. That's what baffled me. That's what really caught me in this news article Is the idea that if you go to a restaurant and order too much food, you're now going to get fined. And the restaurant could be fined for allowing it to happen. Yeah. So what's happened is there's this law and it's been implemented saying don't waste food, but it doesn't really say how or how it's supposed to be managed. So a bunch of different regions in China or restaurants in China have taken their own approach to the idea one approach is that it's called the n minus one approach, kind of a math approach. If you take the number of people in your party, like let's say you're a four-person party eating out, you can then only order three dishes at the restaurant to prevent yeah. over-ordering then or it's overeating. Like
0: Who's three dishes are gonna get ordered? But
1: I think a lot of restaurants there are more family-style so oh, got it. Okay. If you know what I mean, like you order like a share.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. That so, like, sense. You
1: know, you have like a rice dish, a, a meat dish, a vegetable dish, and now those are the three dishes the four people are expected to share. Okay. That's not horrible, but still. But still, I mean, in America, when I go to restaurants like that, I usually, you know, like when we were in New Orleans and we go to the fancy brunch restaurant and we ordered four different things and then we all mixed and matched and uh, had a bite of everybody's. Yeah. Like I usually go... The same number of dishes ordered as the number of people in the exactly. party, not N minus one. Yeah. You're going to, like you said, you, who, who's, who's fourth of the dish of the meal is, isn't going to get to eat? Yeah. And some restaurants have taken it even further. It talked about one restaurant that actually is weighing its customers on, at the door and then telling them how much food they can order based on their weight. And can I tell you that if that law was ever implemented here in the U.S., I would never eat out
0: again. Would that would never. be so
1: embarrassing. Yes,
0: I would not go to those restaurants.
1: Could you oh imagine? Gosh.
0: I don't even want myself to know my own weight. I don't want the whole world and the restaurant to know. Right. Gosh. And for them to be like. And then you'd be like, oh, you can eat this much. Right. <laughs> when my friend over there can only eat this little bit.
1: I almost feel like it needs to be backwards. Uh, Like, put me on a diet, please. (laughs) Don't tell me I can order three times as much food as the person next to me. Right. (laughs) Let's switch. So it's just, I just think it's a little bizarre. Like, there's, in the article it mentions the common practice. It's a very common practice that bakeries have, where at the end of the day, old or stale bread and food just gets kind of tossed and thrown out because nobody goes to a bakery to buy two-day-old food and they want everything to be as fresh as possible. Yeah. And the article said that there are bakeries out there that have been given warnings or have been fined already based on the amount of food that they're throwing away at the end of the day. And that instead of throwing it away, they're now required to donate it or give it out as free samples and things like that. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, it's just really, really weird because my relationship (laughs) with food is that you go to a restaurant and you overeat and you enjoy it and you take their leftovers home home
0: for lunch or not (laughs) or not exactly
1: for your second dinner yeah (laughs) but it's not just that like I'm a mediumly to seriously picky eater yes me too So let's talk about the number of times that I've ordered something at a restaurant and then it's shown up and I've not really liked it. So you pick at it a little bit, but you to be polite, but 80% of your dish is still still on the plate when it's time to leave.
0: Or imagine us when we went to Costa Rica and we had all that food, and I had that platter, that Colombian food. Yeah, yeah. That
1: Colombian food. Like- Where we had like eight pounds. We didn't realize how big the plates were going to be. We had <laughs> so much waste at the end of that meal, and we couldn't take it with us because there's nothing, no way to heat it up no at way the to hotel. It, yeah. Oh so my gosh, we left so much food behind. We would have been fined so bad. <laughs> yeah, well that would have been us right there. Would have been like. These, these people, these people right there.
0: (laughs) We are the primes of suspects.
1: Today, because of this article made us think (laughs) about food and made us think about our relationships to food and how we cook and what we cook and things like that. Today's episode is going to be all about cooking.
0: Yeah. And how much we overeat. (laughs) Maybe
1: a little bit about how much we overeat. Yes.
0: (laughs) How much I overeat. I eat all the time. I was eating right before this. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, it was dinner time ish. Almost dinner time ish. We skipped lunch ish. We, we had skipped. a late brunch. We did. It was delicious. Homemade, homemade brunch for the win.
1: So, I guess my first question is: What is your cooking and grocery shopping kind of strategies at home? Like, how do you <laughs> how do you manage your food shopping? <laughs> And how do you plan your dinners for like a week? And do you see yourself as having a lot of food waste at the end of the week? Do you throw things away a lot? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes and yes.
1: <laughs> so, yes, like, yes, and yes, we and
0: yes. We haven't figured it out. So as roommates here, we haven't really figured out a food situation, especially with our ever-changing um, work schedules and stuff. And now Jesse working a later shift and different stuff. But we recently went shopping and we did like a huge, we bought a lot of food, probably enough for like two, three weeks, like completely. Right, like a big bulk Yes. I mean, we trip. went to Costco, we went to Walmart, we went to like everywhere. And we spent money way more than we probably should have because, you know, food sometimes doesn't last as long as we're, you know, we're, we shouldn't have bought for that long of like the time period. But we decided to bring out. I have some weekly calendars, like magnetic, dry erase calendars. So nice. we have those on the on the on the fridge now. And we try to plan our our meals for the whole week, and that was going good for two weeks. And then the third week, we kind of just fell apart because we were running out of options and we hadn't gone shopping. So it's kind of like we just started just doing whatevers and so now we have to go shopping again and then you know it's it's easy when we start shopping because you have so many options and you're just like yes this this day pasta this day salad this day soup
1: and my uh, everything cousin posted a meme that was like grocery store shopping me and cooking at home shopping or cooking at home me are two completely different people. Yeah. Like you have the best of intentions at the grocery store yes, of what you really you're going to make and eat on every night. Yes. And then it's like, you know, Tuesday night into the week and you're like, I don't want to eat that tonight. Yeah. Did I say I was going to eat that tonight?
0: Yeah. No, for sure. That's how it like, but the first week was good because everything was like fresh. We were excited to start this new like weekly pre-planning and everything. And we are like, we're going to get it done. We're going to do this. And I mean, it's worked out so far because sometimes before work, I'll write something. So when Jesse comes home, he'll read it and be like, oh, we're making burgers today. Okay, that's that's cool. Like he, he already knows he doesn't have to ask or anything, but we're running out of ideas now. We have to go shopping again, but we do have a lot of waste. We We cook like a good amount. You know, for lunches and stuff. Right. But I'm a terrible person when it comes to that because sometimes I don't like to eat leftovers for lunch. Like, I don't. And especially, I don't like to eat it for more than one day. Right. And that's where it gets me because I've been eating turkey sandwiches for the past like month for lunch because I'm not willing to do leftovers. I've done some leftovers. Like, I could do pasta, I can reheat that quick. But I really hate that, like when I take my lunch, everyone's taking their lunch, and so I have to be in the break room with everyone. It's not not that many people work with me, but still, like even three people in the break room is like filling up the one table we have. And then I don't like to be in there and they're talking, and then I'm heating up my food, and then it smells like something. So I try to stay away from foods that I have to heat up, so I can just take it to my car outside on the picnic right. table, hide, get some yeah, alone time, exactly. But uh, I'm horrible. We we waste a lot of food. Like, we would be fined really badly, too,
1: here in this household. Right. And unlike you, I live by myself, and that creates a whole different bevy of food waste problems. Yeah. Because a lot of things out there, especially produce-wise, aren't meant for one person. Nope. Like, if I go buy an entire, you know, head of lettuce for a salad, I... I'm either eating salad for the next four days straight or you're throwing away half that lettuce. So for me, produce in particular, I'll go to the store, all well-meaning about what I'm going to eat healthy that yeah. week and buy all this fruit and vegetables. And then two days later, it feels like all the fruit and vegetables
0: have gone bad already. Right. There was this meme that said like, I almost walked out of Walmart or the grocery store or whatever uh, without buying the bag of lettuce that's going to go bad in like four days or something like that. And I was like, yep, that's, that's true.
1: And you're there and it's like, okay, I could buy, you know, the single person thing of spinach for $2 and 50 cents, or I could buy the three pound tub of spinach for $2 and 65 cents. Yes. And it's like, well, then your, your brain is like, just buy the big tub you might eat spinach more than once. <laughs> exactly. you look, look how much more spinach you're getting for your money. <laughs> it's so much more cost effective. And in reality, right. it's like, nah, you got to, I should just buy a small single, version. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I was raised more of a go grocery shopping every day on the way home from work kind of person.
0: So you so grocery
1: shopping every day after work? Before c- COVID happened. I was the kind of person who I'd be at work. I'd be like, Uh what do I want to have for dinner tonight? And I would go to the grocery store on the way home, pick up exactly what I needed for dinner that night, and then cook it that Uh night. And then do that. I mean, for me, the grocery store is immediately next to my place. Yeah. So it's a couple minute detour. You never really have a lot of food waste build up in your fridge because... You're just buying exactly what you you're need for that You're only buying exactly what you need for that night. And you know that's mm. what you're going to eat that night.
0: Interesting. So okay. I loved
1: doing that. I mean, it's absolutely the way that I prefer to eat. But COVID really, really messed that up. Because when COVID started, it was like, I can't go grocery shopping anymore. Yeah. Nobody was grocery shopping. That was, that was the danger zone. Yes. So I switched at the beginning of COVID, I switched over and I was only grocery shopping like every other week, like once every two weeks. And that's really hard for me. A lot of what I had to buy then is all frozen foods, things, you know, frozen vegetables, things that could go in the freezer. And I knew that no matter how long, or if I had that procrastination on Tuesday of I don't want to eat this, even though this is what I need to be eating on Tuesday, like it doesn't matter because it's all frozen. Yeah. And you can make it on Wednesday. Right. Interesting. So if you look at my place and like open up my fridge, it usually has like three things in it. Like some eggs, some butter, some cheese. <laughs> very, very, very little food is kept in my fridge. I guess I've got applesauce in my fridge right now because I eat like a toddler.
0: I I get snacks for lunch like a toddler, yes. like applesauce and fruit snacks and apples and peanut butter. <laughs> like, I... And if you look at my pantry, my pantry is
1: also very small. I have a very small kitchen in general. So my pantry has like you know, some bulk dry goods, like some bulk quinoa, some bulk rice, yeah. bulk pasta, and several jars of things like spaghetti sauce, like curry sauce, like sauces. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the main portion of my food life is the freezer. Yeah. That's what if you, if you open the freezer, that's where actually all the food lives. <laughs> Someday I need to, you know, instead of, I've got one of those... You know, old school fridges with same as yours. where yeah, same as mine. <laughs> where 75% of the fridge is fridge and the other 25% is freezer. So yeah. my freezer is like the size of a shoe box. It's so small.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so someday I need to, to upgrade myself to one of those fancy ones that has a better freezer portion because heaven knows most of my food is frozen.
0: Right? I feel like, well, I have that like little extra fridge that we have just for drinks because we want to keep like food items in the, the big fridge. The drink fridge is nice. Yeah. But my fridge is
1: so empty compared to yours that if I have an entire shelf of sparkling water in my fridge, it doesn't obstruct any. <laughs> I can put the entire case of 24 sparkling waters into my fridge and it doesn't block any of the room.
0: Nice. Or not nice. I don't know. It depends. But you, you, your strategy works for you. It does
1: and like I said when back in the day when I would try to plan for a whole week I just felt like I was throwing away an entire drawer of produce every week.
0: Yeah You would really have to like be on schedule and make sure everything is planned and And buy enough for the meal just for the meal But you know, yeah, and not have leftovers
1: I do like having leftovers on occasion like but it, it gets hard because if I make a big batch of something I do end up eating it every day for like an entire week. So yeah, can't do I have that. <laughs> I have like a carne asada taco thing that I like to make every once in a while, but the way that I make it and the way that the ingredients come, yeah. Um it makes six meals worth of food for me. So if I make that, you know, on Sunday night, I'm now eating it Sunday night, Monday lunch, Monday dinner, Tuesday lunch, Tuesday dinner, and then I still have one more meal's worth of it on Wednesday. Like, I literally have to eat it
0: nonstop for four days. There's some things I can eat nonstop, like tamales or sometimes pozole or something like that, but I cannot eat that many meals of one thing, I get so tired of it so quick.
1: Yeah. And when I do stuff like that, like I'm good if I leave it, the leftovers in the fridge and just make it, you know, assemble the the tacos every, every meal is needed. Yeah. But I am a terrible, terrible meal prepper. Like if I <laughs> actually sorted it into six Tupperware and put it into the fridge, you know, instead of keeping it all in one big Tupperware where... Yeah. Like if I keep it in all in one big Tupperware, I actually will eat all six servings and I'll make it through all the food. But if I put it into six individual Tupperware, that's like the, it's where food goes to die in my fridge. Yeah. I'll open up my fridge and I'll look at those little Tupperware and I'll be like, I'm not eating that. There be like something a month, about that. It'll be like a month later and I'll be like, what's that in that Tupperware?
0: You. Yeah. No, there was a portion of my life like maybe eight years ago where I was meal prepping maybe six years ago. And I was meal prepping for like the week. And by the third day, I knew that that food was there for three days and I couldn't eat it. Like there's something about having that in already in days that made it so hard to eat. Like I'm eating three day old chicken. Like I just, I can't. So yeah, I can't either. So I it would was have weird. to cook every single day just like you, like I would just buy just enough for just that meal and then cook it and then maybe have enough for like just for lunch. And that was it. I was cooking like maybe two meals a day cause for lunch and for for dinner. And and it was working out cause I was losing weight, but it's so hard to do that now. Like it's it's really hard. And it's
1: not like I don't have all the Tupperware because I'm one of those people <laughs> who looks at like, you know, organizational
0: supplies. And I'm like, if I buy that I will be organized. Yes. But it's not like I don't have Tupperware. I've been taking my mom's ever since I moved out. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I owe is, her I owe her
1: so many. That is a tried and true true method of gaining Tupperware. <laughs> we did a big clean out of my grandmother's house one summer when she was when she went on vacation. Yeah. And the whole family like cleaned her whole house and organized it while she was gone. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not be how I got one of my sets of nesting
0: Tupperware. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Because she had like 18 versions of the same kind of nesting Tupperware. And I was like, one of those is now mine.
0: Yeah. I mean, she don't need that many. It's fine. She knows where they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Melissa. So here's the question for you. When did you learn to cook? When did I learn to cook? Or have you officially, do you consider yourself like, you know, a cook? No, <laughs> I really don't. Consider okay, Do you myself follow
1: recipes? I almost always used recipes for things. Because oh yeah, I remember because you were I'm like very meticulous. Very, about meticulous <laughs> very meticulous, very meticulous, very bad at at experimenting when it comes to food, I guess. Like yeah. I really want somebody to tell me. For me, the worst phrase to hear in any recipe is season to taste. Mm. Like, what the hell do you mean, season to taste? If I had any idea what it was supposed to taste like or how much (laughs) seasoning I needed to put in it to get it to taste like that, I wouldn't be reading this recipe right now. (laughs) Season to
0: taste. Well, some Um, people prefer it a little bit more salty or a little bit more saucy or something. Right, right. I understand that, like... What it means, but you just don't. From afar. Yeah. But
1: but again, if I knew how I wanted it to taste, I wouldn't be looking up the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. No, I mean, as a kid, I would make my own lunch for school. Not that a peanut butter sandwich takes a lot of skill. Yeah. And I could make a... Grilled cheese sandwich and top ramen. (laughs) You know, dinner of the gods right there. Right.
0: So what is your favorite thing to cook? My... Or what is your signature dish?
1: I'm not certain I even have a signature dish. My family does like a family, you know, white people taco night kind of thing.
0: (laughs) What does that mean?
1: It means that if I made you the tacos, they would not look like any resemblance to the tacos that we have at your family's house.
0: (laughs) The ones my mom makes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's one of the first dishes where like I really learned how to multitask cook because you have got to fry the tortilla shells while cooking the meat, while cooking the beans, while prepping all of the, you know, cheese, olives, tomato, Mm. sour cream, avocado kind of things. Yeah. So that's the first real dish where like I really learned how to multitask while cooking. I could get all of my timing right because to, we were a family of five. So you got to sit there and fry like, you know, 30 tortilla shells. Yeah. (laughs) It
0: takes time.
1: So the, the combination of frying the shells while getting everything else ready took some, took
0: some practice. Yeah. I feel like I'm 31 and I still don't like I, if someone says like, do you know how to cook? I still feel like my answer would be no. Like right. I can feed myself. I barely, <laughs> I can barely feed myself. I can barely feed myself, but I mean, I can, I don't have kids, so I don't have to like worry about somebody and
1: worry about feeding them right. Yeah, the right I can just eat whatever I
0: want or, or if I'm running late, just stop by, you know, whatever fast food on the way home and right and get that like if I feel like having popcorn for dinner nobody's judging nobody's judging but I feel like maybe having kids changes you (laughs) maybe because I feel like at 30
1: I hope so because otherwise my kids are gonna have some terrible eating habits
0: (laughs) right I don't know I just feel like at 31 I should know a lot of dishes but I mean okay I can follow recipes at 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 my age, I'm
1: still basically incapable of cooking meat. Like yeah. I've never learned how to do it right. It always comes out super overcooked and dry. So then yes. it's not tasty. So then I don't want it. Yeah, like I'm, i I do a lot of more vegetarian style cooking at home, or stuff with with like pre made meat. Like you know, you buy pre packaged meatballs and things like that, or mm-hmm. or sausages that are kind of pre made things yeah. like that. Like I don't, I feel like at what what point in time was I supposed to learn how to cook a steak or, I don't, or a yeah, pork chop? I don't know. But see, we <laughs>
0: never had the expectation. And I mean, I never had a cook. I mean, I've had obviously boyfriends, but partners, but it's just kind of like... Yeah, but you could get away with
1: that because your boyfriend yeah. could be like the grill master.
0: Exactly. And I have, I've been so lucky that my, like my boyfriends and exes have love to cook, so I don't have to deal with it. Or I was still living at home, so it's like, oh, look what my mom made. Yay. Like, you know, like tacos or something. That was
1: the worst part of moving out was no longer having having dinner made for me anymore.
0: You're right. Like, I get it. It's fine because I was, you know, even living with my mom, like living with my parents, I was always still picky. So sometimes I would cook my own dinners and stuff. So I was used to cooking for myself, but like only for myself and only. Right. And when it's,
1: it's for yourself, it doesn't matter if it's, yeah, if it's, you know, half seasoned comfort food that you like. Exactly, It doesn't matter that it's not edible to
0: anybody else in the world. As long as you're the one eating it. Yeah. Like if I, like, I don't, I think that I have a signature dish as well, but I can follow recipes really well and they'll come out good. So like I've made, you know, like fettuccine alfredo from scratch and stuff.
1: Mine don't necessarily come out good. Like sometimes it takes me three or four tries before I get a recipe right. Cause I'm just terrible at it. Like (laughs) I want the recipe to be super detailed because anytime they leave anything up to your own personal opinion, I'm like, I don't know what my opinion is.
0: No, I, I do mess around a little bit with, um, with the recipes and stuff. And it's like, it's great. Like, you know, here roommates always say that my stuff is good, but is it really though? Or are you just being nice? Like, I don't consider myself. Or are they just being lazy? Or are they just being lazy and they're like, okay, well, this is all we have to eat. So yeah, it was good. You know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm imposter syndrome. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's horrible. I can't. I. But it's okay because I feel like slowly and surely I'm learning to cook more as I've been here. But at the same time, I feel like I'm making the same damn freaking dishes every two weeks. <laughs> like yep. Like those are like the fourteen I, dishes, and that's it. Ten dishes, whatever.
1: I saw one of those things one time, like, you know, those mom life hack things where it said, get a bunch of popsicle sticks and write every dish down that, that you can actually make onto each of the popsicle oh sticks gosh. so that when you're trying to do your meal planning, you pull like 14 popsicle sticks out of the jar. Yeah. And those are the next 14 meals
0: you're going to do. Yeah. I wouldn't even have 14 of those. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you <laughs> tried really hard. <laughs> Maybe, but like I said, I can follow recipes and I've made some pretty good dishes that way. But then again, those are the dishes that like it's, I'm always missing some ingredient or something. So I always have to go to the store and get them for that same day, which is, I mean, something I'm also kind of used to, but something that I don't have time for because I get home, I'm stuck in traffic for almost an hour. So by the time I get home, it's like six and then to go, still go to the store and come home and prep and cook and everything. Like I also don't want to eat late, and that's what na- another struggle is like. I come from a family where we ate late, like yeah, eight and nine I'm, o'clock and at night. Not, yeah, and I'm I'm definitely no. not like my family. I've my been parents, to your family. Yeah, house, my yeah. parents they eat at three or four. So like even six or seven is cutting it really late, and I'm like starving by then. So to have to go to the store and have to be in traffic and have to do that. Like I have to, that this is why like planning it and writing it on the fridge, like was really working because it was like, okay, we just grab, we already have those ingredients. We just put it in and cook. And there were simple dishes, but they were good dishes that we liked, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So this week, everybody should take a second, look at their food lives and
1: think about their food waste scenarios and whether or not you would survive with food waste, and overeating laws? Because I think the answer here is is that we definitely
0: would be fined. <laughs> yes, we definitely would be. All right. So staying in theme with food, we're going to move on to our guilty pleasures and we're going to talk about basically that, our guilty pleasures and our favorite foods and what we're addicted to <laughs> and what we love. Yeah. Because we didn't really talk about that, we didn't name specific dishes in in our previous segment. So now we're going to talk about all the good stuff, like all our favorite shit. <laughs> is
1: it really the good stuff though, or is
0: this really the bad stuff? It's really the good, <laughs> the bad for me stuff, stuff, but the bad for me stuff. Like, yes. So where you should start?
1: <laughs> I'm actually going to start not with cooking at all. I'm going to start with my guilty pleasure. I think is really fast food. Mm. So let me tell you a story. So you know how Pavlov did the whole thing with dogs, where he yes. rang a bell when he fed them, yes, and then they would like salivate, and like uh-huh. later he could ring the bell, and they would salivate even if there wasn't food. Yeah. So let's go back a couple of years in time to when I first started my current job, and I was commuting from Chino to San Clemente every day. Oh gosh! And it was a really long commute, it guys. Like that, that's yes. hour and a half minimum up to like three hours if there was traffic on the way home. Like this was a terrible commute. So yeah. my problem was, and it wasn't a problem yet at the time, it's a problem <laughs> now. <laughs> the problem was that I would eat breakfast in the car on the way to work and I yeah. would often eat dinner in the car on the way home from work. Like I would pick up fast food or something and I would eat it while I was driving on yeah. the way home. Mm-hmm. So two years, not two years, you know, a solid year of doing that, and every time I get in the car now, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a real problem. Like, I have a hard time when I leave work, even today, being like, I'm going to drive home and cook dinner, but my stomach is like, but we're in the car, let's just get fast food really quick. Yeah. Like, I... I'm such a fast food eater, but I never do it if I'm actually at home, so I can be at home for, you know for the weekend, or all of this working remotely has been great because I don't get in the car yeah and I'm never when I'm at home I'm never like I'm gonna go get fast food for dinner like that never crosses my mind yeah, but when I get into the car like I am hungry, like I legitimately keep like granola bars in my glove box to keep myself from, from driving somewhere oh and eating. Oh my gosh. Because I that's have a so problem <laughs> when it comes to eating in the car. Like I trained myself yeah by eating commute means by commute eating. Yeah. I trained myself to be hungry every time I get in the car. That's crazy. It's a problem. Yeah. So that is my guilty pleasure of the week. If that's why if you ever see the amount of fast food trash that I have in my car. It's because I get in the car and I'm like, I'm hungry. Let's go get food.
0: (laughs) I, you know what? I feel like I have a similar problem, but not like, it's really bad because there was a point in my life where like it hit 12 and I was starving and I was like eating every fast food for lunch. Right. And it's just like, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to like force myself. But right now what I'm like addicted to is like these 711 um pastry conchas that I buy. Nice. And like I swear it's like an addiction. I can't like stop myself from going. And even if I'm like broke, I'm like, okay, I won't get the monster, I won't get the drink, I won't get the whatever, but I'll get the bread. I'll just have coffee at work. Right. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I
1: went through a 711 phase my senior year of college, because my my apartment that year was like three doors down from the Seven yeah. Eleven, so it'd be like two in the morning, and I'd be like, I want food. You know that Seven Eleven's still
0: open, right? <laughs> it's horrible. It's a horrible habit. But I mean, other than that, like I just I just love pizza. So like that. I've gone to like my lunch and ordered an entire pizza and like just kept it in my car because I don't want to share it with people at work. And then like I have it for lunch the next day or for dinner or whatever. But it's really bad that I go on my lunch and get an entire pizza and not just like a $5 little Caesars. I'm talking about like Papa John's Domino's, like where I have to order it and wait right. for it. Like a nice pizza. A nice pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. I my think that's
1: my biggest guilty pleasure. Is pizza. Boss buys pizza occasionally for the office, but he buys it from like this super high end pizza place in San Clemente, mm-hmm. where like each pizza goes cost like like twenty five thirty dollars. Yeah, and I'm always like, this pizza is amazing. But every time I think about ordering one for myself, it's like I'm paying. I'm pay- I ain't paying that for a pizza.
0: Yeah, no, my my coworkers do too. They buy this like I don't know. It's not like a mom and pop shop, but. It's, like, this really good pizza that they buy with, like, the thick dough and everything. Right. And it's, like, one of those pizzas that are not cheap. And um, they buy it all the time. And sometimes they, like, offer, it's just for the guys or whatever. But, like, they get, like, the meat lovers. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's too much meat. But still, I'll like pick out all the sausages or whatever. I'll eat a few. And stuff. No, from
1: the fancy place, the one that I like the most is the Mexican pizza. It comes with like chicken and sour cream and avocado on it. It's what? delicious. It's so good. I can't even explain to you how good it is.
0: That, okay, I wouldn't like the sour cream, but I would definitely try it with the other stuff. It's, is it like mixed in? What is it just so like, dolloped tasty. or what? Like the sour cream is on there?
1: Uh, They use like a. A sauce bottle and you get like oh, okay. a little, like a drizzle.
0: Oh, you get a drizzle. Okay. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. I can only handle so much sour cream, like a very little. That's one of the things that I still, to this day, haven't enjoyed.
1: But you were being so wholesome when you started the segment. So let's talk about healthier guilty pleasures.
0: <laughs> well, not, I mean, I wasn't saying necessarily <laughs> wholesome and and healthier, but you know, definitely I think...
1: So I definitely went through a phase where I did a lot of Japanese-style cooking and bento boxing for lunch, like where you make it all pretty and colorful and cute and designed. Yeah. And they make bento boxes actually, um, you know how we were just talking about that idea of you get weighed and then told how much food you're supposed to eat? Um, Japanese bento boxes are kind of made in like a woman's size and a man's size because like the amount of food that fits in the woman's size bento box is the amount of food a woman's supposed to be eating for lunch. Oh my
0: lunch. gosh. Okay.
1: So, like, you're supposed to cram the thing full. Like, that's your serving size. And I went through a huge bento box phase. I own several of them. I like to make them. Yeah. I like to make them pretty and
0: colorful. Interesting. And I And fun. Know that.
1: But I haven't been doing them much lately. I need to get myself back on that trend because that was probably the healthiest lunch making that I ever did.
0: Yeah. You should do that. You should do it. I can, I believe in you. They're so cute though. I know. I'm surprised. I didn't know this about you. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I love bentos.
0: That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> well, my guilty pleasure is definitely my mom's cooking. So true. She's so good. <laughs> it's always available. It's always available. Although she's like, she's not as she doesn't cook every day now because she's like it's just me and your dad now and like you know he's just happy with a pot of beans and and he can eat that for days or whatever right because they they don't even have fosters right now right so they don't have to be like cooking meals every day
1: and you were the last kid to move out i was the
0: last kid so i was like they don't have that necessity anymore but like when my mom makes tamales or pozole and we're eating that for like a week straight i'm like oh my gosh overindulging in in that stuff so
1: good so much food
0: but i mean obviously my mom's specialty would probably be like carnitas because we're from michoacan and we like eat carnitas and stuff so she was making those like every week for a point and i got so tired of them i was like no more carnitas please like ya yeah, no mas <laughs> no more <laughs> Like, cause they were making them, you know, they, they found out that my mom makes good carnitas. So they would make them for fundraisers and for parties and for, for different stuff. So she would always make extra for the house. And it's just like, can we please eat something else? (laughs) But, but they're still really good. But my guilty pleasure is definitely my mom's cooking. Like I've, I wish I could cook like her. My sister, my middle sister. She knows how to cook like my mom. Like they have very similar tastes. And when it comes, like I sometimes I can't tell who made it. You nice. know, that type of thing. So like she cooks very like my mom. My other sister not so much, but it's still good. But like my mom's like nitpicky kind of stuff. My sister really knows how to do that. Yeah. But I'm more like a pasta eater. Like when I cook, it's more like pastas. <laughs> right which is like an easier dish for me i feel like you know like fettuccine alfredo or spaghetti and just spaghetti and meat because we don't really do meatballs but like i do meat a lot um but meatballs keep in the freezer way better yeah that's true that's true but i'm like i'm not a huge fan of like big meatballs or anything so so i just make spaghetti and the, the meat sauce but it's I think, I don't, like I said, I don't have a signature dish that I make, but I follow a mean recipe. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have any suggestions on really awesome recipes, like throw them at me because I would love to try to cook something, but just not like, not too, uh, let's see. I don't know. No mushrooms. <laughs> I'm sorry, i start a list of things that I don't eat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The list will be too long. <laughs>
1: Just send her whatever recipe you have and she can
0: alter it by taking out the mushrooms. That's true. That's true. But just don't judge if I do it. (laughs) Don't judge if I alter it. All the judging. (laughs) You can do all the judging. But you know, whatever. It's fine. It's good.
1: Moving on in our food episode, our last segment, as always, is the Born in the 90s segment. So we're going to go back a little bit and talk about nostalgia and food. And we decided we were interested in seeing what kind of foods that we grew up with and what kind of snacks no longer exist. So we pulled up a couple lists online, went through them to see what big things were very popular in the 90s and early 1000s that aren't even made anymore.
0: Yes, that we actually enjoyed. Right. Yeah.
1: So we're going to kind of go down the list and talk about them a little bit. And see if you guys can remember these various foods. So the first one we got on the list are the ever popular squeezeets. Yeah, I loved squeeze-its. Me too. I mean, those would be brought in for like classroom parties and for like soccer games and. Mm-hmm. Like, I had those for everything. Really, really into the squeezeets. Yeah. And I don't even... I mean, I know that it had no redeeming nutritional value. It was like sugar water. (laughs) Exactly. In a a tube. But like, I don't even understand why they would have ever canceled that in the first place. Like, are Capri Suns that much better than Squeeze-Its? Right. It's not like they canceled (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid. Like, you'd think people would still be buying those. Yeah. Except nowadays, I guess everything for children all needs to be like, you know... Healthy, organic. Some
0: nutritional value. Right? Yeah.
1: So the second thing we got on our list here are the crispy M&Ms.
0: Did you ever have crispy M&Ms? I did not. See, I I don't remember those. Uh, Maybe because I just liked plain M&Ms. I was never never... a big
1: fan of plain M&Ms. So for me, things like peanut M&Ms and crispy M&Ms, you know, do something different and have a little something different in them. Those were always... The ones, you the ones I would pick, yeah, yeah, over the plane. So I do remember the crispy M&Ms. They kind of had a, the inside crispy part reminded me of, of like a crunch candy bar crisps. Yeah. Um, so it was just a little bit of a different texture. Gave it a little bit of a something other than, you know, melt-in-your-mouth chocolate.
0: Yeah, which I probably would have liked, but I just, I don't remember them. I don't ever remember seeing them.
1: Well, let's talk about something that I never actually bought, which is Crystal Pepsi. I did buy P- Crystal Pepsi. So did it taste the same? Yeah, I think, it yeah, I did. It was yeah. just clear? Yeah, it was just clear. That's just weird. Why didn't <laughs> they just stay with it? Like, why does Pepsi have to be brown? Right? You'd think that that clear has got to be the healthier version because you're not drinking all of the, all food, the food coloring. the food
0: coloring and all those, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why things... They just don't make a big impact. People don't like what they don't Change, understand. Right. Yes. They so. want to
1: stick to the plain old Pepsi that they know and
0: love. They exactly. Don't want, they don't want crystal clear Pepsi. No, they do Because it's awkward. Like you want the, the darkness of it, you know? Okay. So talking
1: about things that where we want to stick to what we know or love, the next thing on the list is the is the easy squeeze Heinz ketchups that came oh, yeah. in green and purple. I see. And you were supposed to like draw across your food Yeah, you were with supposed them.
0: to like draw and be all artistic and stuff with them and make yep. designs. Purple and ketchup
1: that, I mean, I still to this day barely eat ketchup. I was such a picky child when it came <laughs> to sauces. Yeah. So I looked at that as a kid and I was like, A, I hate ketchup and B, gross, who wants to be putting green ketchup on their food? Right.
0: I don't know if... I actually ever bought it like I remember seeing the commercials yeah but I don't think I ever bought it commercials my for mom, days I don't think my mom ever bought it like I your don't mom's think too practical there. I think exactly yeah yeah like that wouldn't be one of the things I'd have to like ask convince, like beg and yeah at the grocery store yes can and we and get never, purple ketchup and I usually sometimes didn't go so like it wasn't up to me okay so next on the list is our 3d Doritos yeah I do remember those.
1: I remember them. I probably only ever had them like once or twice. Yeah, same here. Um, it's not like there's not a lot of other chips with a similar concept yeah. to that. But again, it's it's kind of the you want what you know and love. Like, why would you buy those if you could get the, the Doritos that everybody already knows and loves and likes?
0: Yeah. For speaking about chips, I have to make a shout out to the Fritos Lemon uh, the, or the Lime and Chili ones. The yellow, the green... Like yellow bag that was once made that you have like no idea what I'm talking about.
1: I know what they looked like. Yeah. I mean, they sold them at school. They were in the like vending machines okay. and they were really <laughs> popular with people. They were just really not popular with me. I was the little <laughs> white girl who wanted bland flavored bland. Yeah. Those were so good. Chili and lime was far beyond my palate yeah, capability. It had
0: like this weird texture. Like it would it would. It was, like, acidic, you know, so, like, the top of your mouth would, like, be raw after eating a lot of them. Right. But it was so good. I just, I remember, like, when I just couldn't get them anymore.
1: No, when I wanted to destroy my mouth as a child, it was all about the warhead competitions. Who could have the, eat the sourest warheads?
0: Oh, my God. I loved warheads. Sour, sour, sour. Yeah, those were the best. I mean, they still have them, but.
1: They do, but, it, but it's not the same. Like, I no. can't. It's probably been 15 years since I last ate one.
0: <laughs> we should go shopping for a challenge. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'll look into that. <laughs> so continuing to our list, we've got Dunkaroos,
0: the little cookie crackers that you would mm-hmm. dunk into.
1: I like just love frosting so much. Yeah. So but-
0: again, like I grew up in a Mexican household. I knew what they were and I probably only had them when I would go to like friends' house and stuff, but... I never really had them in my own house. Oh,
1: no, we never had them in my own house. My mom was like, no, that's a waste of, (laughs) you know, money, time, calories, you know, eat something better for you. But that was the kind of thing where, you know, you'd be at school and it'd be like, I'll trade you my fruit snacks for your Dunkaroos. Exactly. Or like you said, if it was something like a soccer game or a classroom party or yeah. Other people brought them and provided them. You're at a friend's house. Exactly.
0: That's what i But when in some ways,
1: them. that's what made them more special. Exactly. Is that it it was something that I couldn't get at home. Yeah. That you had to try for. So moving along, we've got planters cheese balls. And those were just amazing. Like I know there's a lot of other cheese puff flavored products nowadays, but back yeah, in the day, like it was all balls. about the
0: cheese balls. But see, that's the... I've never had they the They were like the OG. Brand. Yeah. And you'd think if they were the OG, they would be the ones that are still around instead of all the other like... Right. Store brand ones and stuff like that. Maybe planters decided they weren't going to try to, you know, diversify
1: into chips. Yeah. They couldn't compete with big chip brands. I don't Maybe. know. I really don't, but... Again, that wasn't ever really anything we bought at home, but my carpool where we would go to her house every day after school and work Mm -hmm. on homework, she would buy cheese balls sometimes. Yeah. So again, it was like one of those illicit snacks that you could have (laughs) when you're outside of the house. Yeah. So the next thing we've got on our list is that the Trix cereal from our childhood Had fruit shaped tricks, but nowadays they're just all round.
0: Yeah, all round. they brought them back, I think, for a little bit.
1: That's just bizarre. Like, why would you change it? Like,
0: the fruit shapes were the only thing they had going for them, right? No, I did. I um. Well, again, my mom was really basic when it came to cereals. So every once in a while, we would get like Fruit Loops sometimes, but it would be like the store brand ones, right, or whatever. But it was always like just plain. Cheerios and like regular cornflakes. That was like my cereal. Right. And I'd add a little bit of sugar to it to make it like a little bit sweeter. And that was my thing. So some like growing up later on I would try to indulge myself in a little bit of the sugary cereals. But now I stay away from cereals because being lactose intolerant sucks.
1: <laughs> I mostly stay away from cereals just because they're like empty. I from, yeah. yeah. They don't have a lot going for them. Like yeah. just eat toast and egg yeah
0: but it's nice to sometimes like as a snack like not as right. a snack but like as something quick like okay i'm gonna have like a bowl of cereal like since my family eats so early dinner like sometimes at like seven or eight or whatever when you you're having a- dinner we'd have like a, just a bowl of cereal to just like right to tide our- it over yeah exactly exactly
1: so next on our list, we've got tangerine Altoids.
0: Now those I loved. Yeah, those were so good. I mean, I so love good citrus so sour. Yeah. Yes, and I love citrus. And just the thought of them right now, like, is making my mouth watery because I love citrus. And those were those were good. Those were so good.
1: Those were good, and I did like them. And I always loved citrus. So those would be something that I would get in like as like a stocking stuffer at Christmas. Yeah, like something small that that could, a tin that could be wrapped and tossed into a stocking yeah and last but not least on our list we've got the nestle wonder ball
0: what's in the wonder ball
1: exactly
0: <laughs> oh those commercials those commercials really i mean
1: yeah i could sing that entire commercial now <laughs> i'll just sing that. The, the, <laughs> the way the
0: jingles stick in yeah, your head exactly. even after 20 years and then they don't even sell them anymore they
1: don't even sell them anymore because apparently americans can't be trusted to eat candy and not toys
0: right like
1: it was a choking hazard so wonder horrible. balls kinder eggs anything of that variety of, of candy are now banned for child safety that's no fun i know seriously
0: no fun at all like that was the point of it like getting a tiny little toy at the end of it it wasn't even and that much And it's legitimately
1: chocolate. the purpose of it like it's yeah. not like they're hiding that there's that there are toys inside the candy. Exactly. So I don't even understand how the company could get sued for being like for being like I choked on the can- on the toy inside this candy. Like it's not like they're hiding that there's toys inside the candy. Mm-hmm. It's it's blatantly the whole the
0: whole premise. The whole, the whole premise, exactly. Yes.
1: So so it seems a little bizarre that it got banned for safety reasons. It's like it's not like they're trying to hide that there's a toy in yeah, there. It's not
0: like They didn't advertise it and all of a sudden they had a choking kid like, oh, we didn't know. Like, no, that's the whole commercial. The whole 30 seconds of it is like what's in it. And, 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 I mean, whenever I ate them, I would crack it open first and, like, right. play with the toy. I wouldn't get even, Get all the toys like, out yeah, and then you'd, you'd eat the chocolate on the side. Yeah, like, exactly. Great. Exactly. Gosh,
1: It's people. not like you bit into it like an apple. No. <laughs> you cracked it open like an egg. <laughs> yes. And then ate the shell. Yeah. People these days. I know. These days. It was our days. <laughs> it was our days. Our generation's the one that ruined that. Except I guess it was our parents. It was our parents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They were the ones that were like, nope, this isn't safe. Whatever. What did you have in your generation that wasn't safe that you wanted to eat? Right? <laughs> Parents. <laughs> right? So
1: that is our recap of, of 10 different food items that were a thing back in the 90s and early 2000s in our childhood, and they are not a thing anymore. Yeah. Let us know if you have any to add to that list. And this is the end of our food episode. We will see you next see week.
0: Next week.
1: If you're enjoying our podcast, please like and subscribe. We release a new episode every
0: Tuesday. For bonus features, videos, extra content, and to keep us ad-free, please support us on Patreon. For throwback photos and a sneak peek behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at TheDirtyOn30. And if you have any recommendations for our Guilty Pleasures or Born in the 90s segments, shoot us an email at TheDirtyOn30 at gmail.com. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.